0: Yo, what is up ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Simba and welcome back to episode two of the Mental Acumen aka The Mac Podcast. What we talk about is mental health issues, how they relate to your day-to-day life, we break them down and we get into the root cause right, of some of the decisions that you might have made. You never really know that you were making them, but the fact is you did make them subconsciously. You went through experiences that shaped the way you are today and what that did for your mental health is screwed you over, but you don't even know how, you don't even know why right mental health is one of those things that it can be a little bit touchy these days men's mental health is the biggest joke mental health in general is a very stigmatized topic because somebody goes oh mental illness you go uh oh a lot of people lock up right and so the label of somebody being mentally ill is one that i don't really like myself you can have mental ill health which means like your mental health your mental health is there but it's just not right. Instead of saying you have a mental illness, it's like no, no, your mental state is in is in an ill state. Like it's not just quite right. It's not where it should be. All right. So that's what we do right here on the Mac Podcast. Now, I love this one quote. I always say it's from one of my mentors. It says, "Every consequence, so every decision has a consequence." I like to stretch it a little bit further. Every decision has a mental consequence. Right? So there's a mental consequence to every decision. Now some of these decisions are not yours, right? There are decisions that are made for you or somebody else decides a particular thing for you or they decide to do something and it screws you over. It impacts you on a mental health level in a way that you didn't even realize, right? So with that being said, let's talk about performance anxiety. Right, performance anxiety. So what is that? So performance anxiety is when you're very self-conscious about your performance, how you might perform in a certain area, in a certain topic, in a certain direction, whatever the heck it is. Right, performance anxiety is real. Now, I can only share my experience, which is why I need to tell you stuff and talk about stuff that I've personally had to deal with because I think that's the only way, right? Now, a little while ago, I found myself in this weird zone where every single thing I did, I was always scared of being judged on my results. I was always scared of being compared against other people. I was always scared that somebody was about to come down to the level that I'm working at and start poking holes in every single thing I'm doing, poking holes in the things that I'm not doing right, highlighting the things that I'm failing at, and comparing, my, and comparing me to somebody else, right? And so over time, that became, what you can call performance anxiety, where you're always self-conscious about your performance to the point where it actually becomes crippling, right? It becomes crippling. And when I say crippling, what I mean by that is whatever that you do, whether you're in the gym, whether you're just, I don't know, cooking, you're always so worried and anxious that, oh, somebody's going to judge this. Somebody's going to judge that. They're going to judge the way that I live. They're going to this. Let me take you back to... Primary school days for me, right? After after visiting this stuff, I tell you like your mental health matters and the things that affect you, (laughs) you don't even realize where they come from, right? So for me, with performance anxiety, this is where it came back to. So I recall this one day when I was in primary school, okay? And what was going on is uh, I was doing a lot of extra lessons, right? Your parents do so much for you. They want you to succeed. So they take you to these extra lessons to do this and do that and do that and do that. Right? Because they just want you to be your best. Now, I remember there was a certain situation where this one day I'm sitting at the dining room table, I'm doing this homework for this extra lesson, then I was just crying. I mean, I had tears flowing. Why? Because I just did not want to do it. Right? The reason why I didn't want to do it was I knew that when I got to class, right? At the time they called it like a pre uni, pre uni college, essentially. I knew that when I got there, there'll be a roco teacher looking at, okay, cool. Who did that? Who did this? Right, you you came first in class. You came second. or For those of you who are not quite performing uh, at that level, you need to step your game up. You need to do this. you got to get better. You're not as good as so-and-so. And over time, the way that I received it, as young as I was, was that, okay, cool. Number one, I am not good enough. Number two, I am worth nothing unless I'm as good as that guy and that guy and that guy. Right? Can you see where that started? All of a sudden, every single thing I did, I was comparing myself to the next guy, to the next guy, to the best of the best, right? And I remember sitting there, my dad was like, yo, what's wrong? We're like, why are you crying? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this homework, blah, blah, blah. He's like, why? And I'm like, oh, I just don't like it. I don't like it. See, there was nothing wrong with the work itself. What I didn't know how to explain back then is I just do not like the fact that once I get to class, I'm going to be compared to another person. That's how I took it. Now, it's very easy to argue and say, oh, no, no, that's the way of motivating you. And look, that's correct. But here's the thing. Unless you understand that from a young level, from a very young age, you will always grow up just wondering, yo, that guy is better than me. So you have to keep competing. And what that turned into was in high school, right? You, you start going to classes and stuff like that. You, you just want to be the best. You're always comparing yourself to somebody. Right. And there was this very big thing where they said, Oh, look, you know, the, the Asian kids, they always know how to do everything to the best of their ability. They always ace everything. Right. And so you, 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 you buy into this lie that they're just naturally good at everything. See, everybody is good at everything. But what they don't tell you when you're young is, Hey, you don't know that the second that they get home, they're being made to do their homework for six hours straight, repeat things six hours straight. Right? Some of my buddies were like that. You don't know that when you see them playing football or basketball or whatever, they have had to train for so long against their will sometimes because that's just the traditional culture. Right? I remember in my high school, there's this guy called Russell. Man, this guy was just a beast. He was just a beast. You play handball, he's a beast. Basketball, he's a beast. In extension mats, man, he was a beast. I remember when I, when I got bumped up to extension mats, I was like, oh boy, we're playing the game, I'm here to rule now. And this guy, Russell, he was just naturally good. Everybody in the classroom, man, this guy is perfection. Everything he does is perfection. But what nobody tells you is how much work he had to do at home, how he grew up just being constantly hammered on perfection, punished if he didn't get it right, and X, Y, Z. Right. And so you look at that, and you start comparing yourself and you go, oh, man, let me try to do what Russell does. Man, he got ninety nine in the in the mid-year exam in maths. Oh, man. OK, I can beat him. I can beat him. Right. And so naturally in that mindset of saying, no, 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 no. If I'm going to be compared, I want to be the best of the best. You get in that mindset and at a very bottom level, it starts to to brew this ego in you we you have to be the best otherwise you're worthless. And every single time it came back to a topic test and stuff like that, if I wasn't up there, I started kicking myself. I started kicking myself. I was always scared to take tests after a while cuz I'm like, "Oh man, I'm not going to be as good again. I'm not going to get recognized." All this stuff, right? But where did that start? It started back then. That experience of being compared. It's like, "Oh, so and so's children is doing XYZ. They are uh, they're doing extension work. They're doing extra lessons, right? I remember my parents used to tell me as well, like, yo, so-and-so is actually doing extra lessons and he's getting ahead in school and he's doing that. But, you know, you, 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 you want to play video games instead of doing your homework. This guy's doing his homework every single day, all day, every day. I took that as... You ain't doing nothing that's meaningful. You just want to play games. If you're, if you're playing video games, not studying, you're just not serious about school. But like, like all these, that, that's how I took it. Traditionally, what I didn't understand was like, yo, my parents might be saying that comparing me to a family friend who was doing very well with extra lessons and stuff like that. What I didn't understand is that traditionally, they were trying to motivate me. Right? Because they grew up competing against each other and it was a fun game for them. So there's something that I missed in the understanding there. So because I made the decision to understand it that way only, the consequence was that I had performance anxiety. Right? And that became like a, mental, like a mental health issue for me because every single thing I did, I was like, yo, I gotta measure myself up against somebody. Here's another thing. In the gym, right? Until I dealt with it, in the gym, it turned into, okay, so that guy's lifting heavier than me. Damn, I don't feel like I train properly unless I'm lifting as heavy as that guy. Unless I look like that guy. Unless I look like this guy. Oh, man, look at that. That guy's got, oh, okay, I see. I see what it is. So that guy lifts heavy. He's got big muscles. Man, the girl he's talking to is so hard, They always train together damn that's why I don't have a hot girlfriend because I'm not lifting heavy I don't look like that so in my mind I was like yo I had a performance anxiety about every little thing like if I wanted to go date somebody who I thought was really cute and I really liked them I liked their personality their character I felt like I was lacking something on the inside for me to be able to qualify to actually hang out with that person and to to actually have the confidence to say hey they're gonna like me as much as I do so I had that performance anxiety always trying to be somebody I am not then you go talk to them and they're not really into you and you go, well, why is she into me? You know, I tried to look like this. I try to look like that because I just was not being myself at all, right? So performance anxiety will cause you to act out of character, right? That's number one. The second thing it'll cause you to do is it'll cause you to become your own. What's the word I'm looking for? You become your uh, your own, I was gonna say sabotager, but I don't think that's a real word, but I'm gonna use it. You become your own sabotager. In other words, you sabotage yourself, right? Because you're competing against this one person. You keep looking at them and you keep trying, and trying, and trying and looking at them. What you forget to realize is, hey, hang on a second. I learn a little bit differently. I perform differently. I'm actually good at X, Y, Z, right? So you begin to sabotage yourself because all you're doing is you're looking at the other guy. If you're driving a car, right? And I've experienced, if you're driving a car, somebody takes off at a traffic light and you're like, oh man, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, I have to be in front, right? So you start driving, you start driving fast, you keep looking at that car, you keep looking at that car trying to beat it, right? Meanwhile, what you don't see is that you're slowly veering into that guy's lane. And before it's too late, you go, whoa, and then you swerve back. But why the heck did you nearly hit that guy? Why the heck did you nearly crash and burn? It's because you were too focused on the other guy and what he was doing, that you forgot to watch your own lane, right? And so the mental health consequence of you watching somebody else is you crash and burn in the thing that you're trying to do. And then you just try to go, okay, cool. Why didn't that work for me? Because you're focusing on somebody else. It just wasn't working for you. You are focusing on somebody else, right? So that's the third thing. Performance anxiety will cause you to focus on somebody else and you never really win. Right? You end up crashing and burning, you start making mistakes, you just, you, you just don't see it. Right? Another example. So you're sitting in a traffic light, the guy has been like chasing you the whole way, like he's about to race you and whatever. And you're looking at him, and this actually happened to me once. <laughs> and the guy looked at me, and I was looking at him, just looking at his car, just to see like when is he gonna go? I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna take off the second I see his wheel start moving a little bit, man, pedal to the middle, bang, let's go. So I think this guy was smart. He must have known it. And he was like, all right, cool, sweet. No, all right. So he's looking at me. He let his foot off his brake pedal a little. The traffic light was still red, by the way. He let his foot off the brake pedal a little bit. I saw his car moving. I slammed my current again. gear and I went. Vrr! And then I had to come to a screeching halt, right? Because he realized that, hey, I was focusing on his lane rather than my own lane. And because of that, I nearly smacked into oncoming traffic. Now, thankfully, I stopped just before I caused the scene and before I crashed. But I was, that day I learned a lesson. I was like, yo, I, I got to stop this. This is, this is not healthy. And see, from that one little thing, that one little incident of me going, okay, cool. So I'm not better. I'm not as good as that guy in class. So therefore, everything I do, I have to be better than somebody else. I have to try to beat somebody else. I have to try to be the top only because I have to be the best person so that when they start comparing people, they're comparing people to me and I'm the bigger one. So it became an ego problem. Right? So the reason why you're not going ahead and getting ahead with some of the things you're doing is you keep focusing on somebody else. Why you keep watching that guy, what he's doing? Meanwhile, you're, you're crashing and burning. You're destroying your own lane because you're not really focusing on <laughs> what you should be doing. Right, You're not focusing on what you should be doing. So performance anxiety, it will cause you to crash and burn. It will cause you to crash and burn. Ah, Oh, I just thought of another example. This one hit me heavy. I mean, heavy. So there's this girl I'm dating a little while ago, right? And what used to happen was that her best friend was also like, kind of like my friend. Like we're not really in touch anymore. Like we just, after we broke up, I was like, yo, this is getting toxic and naturally we just like, all drifted apart. I think they're still hanging out. They're still really good friends. But anyway, I remember this one time we're on like we're on a double date. Oh, we man. oof. So we're on a double date and my man from across the table, right? He's dissing me like he, he's just throwing around jokes. and he's, he's dissing me and doing this doing that And they've got like an inside joke between the three of them that I don't need I didn't even understand Right. And so they were all laughing and remember my girl at the time She's like, "Oh, leave him alone blah blah. Like, he doesn't know what we're talking about And I felt like yo like damn, okay, cool. So right now, I'm being compared to this dude. they got an inside joke that I have no idea about. How can I be better than him now? And so I remember, you know, he was like, oh, so what do you do with yourself? And I started talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in business. I do X. I was actually in business at the time. I still am in business, different kind of business. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing business. We meet over there at the Novotel. We do this. We do that. You know, I try to big myself up, right? Performance anxiety. And he started poking holes in it. And lo and behold, I found myself feeling a lot more worse than I was already, right? So performance anxiety will cause you to act out of your ego and people can see through that crap. They can see through it. He saw right through his poking holes, making fun of it, cause he was like, bruh, this guy ain't got much to stand on. So he was playing on it. And lo and behold, I remember when we were walking away, I was like to my missus at the time, like, Hey, look, listen, I hate double dates. Never going back on double dates ever again, ever, never, never. Not with this guy anyway, right? Now, I remember this guy drove a ute, and I was like, oh, man, maybe I should get myself a ute, try to compare myself, right? And I had this, like, sports car. I remember this one day was the biggest ego stroke ever, right? So, we're at, we're parked at church, and this guy's boyfriend, and this girl's, my my girl's best friend's boyfriend rocks up in his ute, and my car, right, I used to drive this, like, sweet sports car at the time, Renault Megane RS, oh, it was my favorite car ever. I loved that baby. And I used to park it in the most obvious spot so that everybody can see it, right? Ego problem. Because I wanted to have the best car around. And so, you know, that my car was the only one left. I was just walking around and he rocks up and me and my girl just kind of walking around with this with him and his girl. And he turns, he's like, oh, hey, is that your car? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, it's my car. It cost me 45 grand. He's like, oh, okay, cool, very nice. That was the one moment I was like, Mhm. I'm finally better than him. Mm. Yeah, look at me, big boy with a 45 grand car. But meanwhile, guess what? It was breaking my bank account. Like no tomorrow, it was breaking my bank account. This one day, the gear drops. The, the gearbox drops, right? <laughs> Yo, and that puppy cost me two thousand dollars to fix. It was just two simple mounts, probably about like that big. Two two mounts. They collapsed, and the gearbox dropped. Cost me $2,000. A basic service was costing me $600. Bucks. Major service, $1,500. Just for a simple service. So performance anxiety, you trying to compare yourself, it's going to cause you, if you don't deal with it and recognize the source, is going to cause you to do things, to impress people who don't really care about you and it ends up hurting you in the end. Because it was my bank account. His bank account was probably fine, I don't know. He had his youth, he was happy, he was sweet. My bank account was suffering, right? And so because of performance anxiety, trying to be the better than everybody else in some other way, started doing stupid stuff. Buy a car on finance that you don't really need. Spend 45 grand on a car when you only get paid 30 grand, right? And so when you have performance anxiety the way that translates into your work life is you walk into work you want to blow the place apart you want to be like oh yeah i'm pretty good i'm the best blah blah, blah. you walk in but you're walking in blind why are you walking in blind because you're looking at everybody else you're not focusing on your lane and your hustle and this happened to me it's happened to me i remember i used to walk in i'm like all right cool i'm, I'm about to kill this game right but i would be looking at how people are doing other things and every single time i'm like all right, if i want to be better than that guy let me see what he's doing. Okay, so he's doing that. So let me do it a little bit better than him because that way I'm better. I'm going to get a better result. Right? Lo and behold, you can already see the problems of that because your hustle is now based on everybody else. I thought I was I was the king. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the king. I get ego problem. So if you don't address your performance anxiety, find out what's the root of where that came from. What is the root of where that came from? You're going to be constantly... Moving out of your own ego, you're going to be constantly annoying people. You're going to be constantly comparing yourself without really realizing why you're comparing yourself to anybody. And it's going to ruin the game for you. So everything I did thereafter, I was just, it was ruining everything. I walk in, I find the best guy there, the biggest, the best guy there. And I'm like, I'm going to be better than him. I keep watching what he's doing. I try to implement it. Doesn't work. Why? Yo, my man's been on a hustle for a long time doing his thing. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to switch up what I'm doing just to stroke my ego, like you end up hurting yourself, right? It only hurts you in the process, right? So something as small as you being in school and being and you don't get the medal for number one. That will cause you some serious performance anxiety. It's going to ruin your professional life because you won't be performing at your best for the sake of being the best version of yourself. You will always, always only be doing it out of your ego, just to stroke your ego so that you feel validated, Right. Because if you look at that issue for me, it was the root of the issue was, hey, the reason why I'm always trying to be the best, the best is because back then when I was in primary school, it was so painful for me to be compared to somebody else. And so I wanted to be validated. There was validation I wasn't getting from being the best. So everything I did, I tried to be the best just so I could feel validated. But if you're doing things just so you feel validated, guess what? You're, you're, You're fighting a losing battle because at the end of the day, nobody cares. (laughs) nobody cares about how good you are at all you might get recognized and stuff like that but after the award ceremony guess what you're no longer the talk of the town so you always have to be the best you always gotta sound the smartest you always have to use the biggest words yo if nobody's understanding the things that you're saying what's the point like what the heck is the point never understood that i mean i understand it (laughs) mental health issue right there but that's a, that's a topic for another time. But because you just wanted to be recognized as the best, you're looking for validation. You end up doing things that ultimately work against you rather than work for you, right? Because you always have to keep putting it on every single time, rather than just being you, just acting out of your natural, your natural swag, your natural rhythm, right? So the mental health problem of performance anxiety, being scared of you being compared, being scared of your results not being as good, where did that come from? Where the heck did that come from? You got to break it down. And the way that you break it down is you think of, when was the very first time that you ever felt that your results were crappy compared to somebody else? When was the very, very first time? As far back as you can remember, when was the very first time you ever felt like your results were being compared against somebody else and you started feeling self conscious about your results? That's how you break it down. That's how you bid, right? Break it down. And then from there, you start to realize okay, what was going on at that moment? How did I come to that? What did I believe back then? How's it affecting me today? Like, you can go on and on and on and on. Like, why do I believe that I have to be the best in order to be validated? Who who made me believe that? When did I start to believe that? What is it that made me believe that? Why don't I feel important unless I'm recognized and better than somebody else? Like they're the sort of things that you have to dig into. And if you don't deal with it, it's gonna come down to affecting your relationships. You try to compare yourself against so-and-so's boyfriend. I remember this one time I'm driving in my nice, in my nice whip. With my girl she's telling me about how some of her friends just got their degrees someone one of their friends like her friends bought a lexus and blah 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 blah, blah. and you know and i was like oh yeah look I'll, like i'll take you there and i'll pick you up again she's like no nah, no nah, nah, you don't have to pick me up don't worry about it and in my head the way i took that is i was like oh okay so my car is not as good as that lexus that her friend has all right so that's why she doesn't want me to pick me up right and, and that became like a very like stigmatized low-key stigmatized thing in the relationship and it was one of those things that was just <laughs> useless right because the fact is she didn't really care about that she's like yo like people are doing some stuff oh one of my friends is one of my friends that you know, just, just telling me just to tell me well at least i think that's what it was anyway <laughs> and so came a time when because I kept trying to like have the best car and like all that kind of stuff I had to give this car up to finance because (laughs) I just couldn't afford this bad boy so I gave it back got a new car got something small got something small I remember having the conversation with her and I was like oh yeah look what about this car I'm thinking about getting a new car now what about this car what about this car what about this car car?" and she said this one thing to me it was amazing it hit me (laughs) like a ton of bricks she's like babe you've only shown me Other sports cars. You haven't shown me any other car that's just like standard. Like you've only shown me other sports cars, and I was like, "Huh? Oh yeah." And that woke me up. I was like, "Damn, I'm still operating in that performance anxiety. I still want the best car, the flashiest car, (laughs) right?" Oh, there was something else I was gonna add to that. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then when when she broke up with me, she was like, "Yo, listen." You've changed a lot. And this one line that she said, because, yo, I was, when I say I was materialistic, trying to have the best stuff so I could be the most recognized and validated, yo, it was bad. So remember, she goes, you know what? I never needed you to have the flashiest car, the flashiest clothes, blah, blah, blah. I used to drive a little Toyota Yaris back then. She's like, "You, you, you know, you know, the symbol that I love, the one that I really, really fell in love with? He was the one who drove that Toyota Yaris. He was enough for me. He didn't need anything else. He was enough for me. And I was like, ooh, damn, right? So because I hadn't dealt with my performance anxiety of trying to be the best so I'll be recognized and and kill this like ego aspect that was causing me to do things that were actually pushing people away from me because they're now seeing a different side of me. That was one of the factors that ruined the relationship. (laughs) deep right that's really deep and so my message is simple every decision that you make has a mental health consequence every decision you make has a mental health consequence buying that flashy sports car has a mental health consequence the mental health consequence was yo damn i'm struggling to pay my bills at the bank right now for this car and so i had stress all the time and then the decision to want to be better than everybody else the mental health consequence of that was, yo, everywhere I went, I could never enjoy anything I was doing. Unless I'm the best, unless I'm comparing myself to anybody, I'm not as good. There are a couple of things to think about. And lo and behold, I had money issues, credit issues, because I'm trying to buy things. This is this quote that says, you spend most of your time going to work to earn money, to buy things that you don't really want so that you can impress people who you don't really like. And that was so true. That was so true. So, I don't know if it hit you the same way. If it did, you've had some stuff that happened way back that caused you to have some mad performance anxiety. And look, if I continued on that trend, who knows? I could have gotten married and, like, you know, buy the biggest house on the block, have the flashiest car ever, the fastest car. But meanwhile, home grounded because of me stress. So, if I didn't deal with that, that's more than likely what would have happened. It would cause me stress between me and my wife and my kids and whatnot, because I'll always be at work trying to maintain this flashy lifestyle and ultimately ends up destroying the family unit. Like That's how far it will get. So if you don't deal with your performance anxiety, the mental health consequences, you'll be stuck in a trap where you're constantly doing things that are out of character for you and it actually ruins what you've got with the people that you have around you. And ultimately, it ruins the person you are because you start acting out of your own ego rather than acting out of just being the best version of yourself for your own sake. So that's it. Make sure you hit your boy up on the IG. All right. So the mental acumen is the official account for the podcast in there. You'll find the link to my main account, the Simba Ebenezer. Right. So the mental acumen, let me spell it out for you. T-H-E-M-E-N-T-A-L. A-C-U-M-E-N, the mental acumen. Alright, also hit up your boy on my on my personal channel. So at T-H-E-S-I-M-B-A-E-B-E-N-E-Z-E-R. That's where you find your boy. If you're struggling with some stuff that's ruining you mentally and you're doing things that you have no idea why the heck you are doing them, let's bid, all right? Let's break it down. Hit up the website, thementalacumen.com. You're going to find two links here. There's a link to the podcast and there's a link to, to an to an initial And (laughs) I was about to say official, but there's a link to an initial breakdown, right? We're going to assess and look at the things that you're struggling with and build a roadmap as to how you're going to tackle these things and get your mentality to a place where it should be. So make sure you hit up the website, click that link, book in a time, let's bid, let's get moving. It's your boy. That's it for the mental acumen episode number two. I'll catch you in episode three coming up next week. Done.